Hi, this is Bruce Bowie wishing Bob Layton a happy 50th anniversary in broadcasting. Are those the two most iconic voices in Edmonton Radio, Bruce Bowie and Bob Layton? I've, right up there, right? It's gotta be. Who's I, bigger? I would think so, yeah. And they have worked together well, forever. Chad and uh, Bruce just, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're like peanut butter and jelly, these guys. 50 years in broadcasting. Wow, Bob, that is amazing. That's as many years as I've been walking the earth, give or take 16. My favorite Bob Layton story, and this is a true story, um, back in the heyday of Top 40 Radio, if you were working in Canada in that industry, the dream was, the goal was to work at 1050 Chum in Toronto. That was the big station. And so uh, their program director had heard about Bob, or maybe even heard Bob. Anyway, he called uh, Bob and said, uh, Bob, could you, could you send us a tape so we can hear what you sound like? And only Bob would do this. He said, um, could you send me a tape so I can hear what you sound like? And the negotiations ended, and Bob has been at Shed ever since, and will be forever, I'm sure. But Bob, congratulations. You've been a huge inspiration and a great friend. And uh, if I were there, I'd give you a big hug. But you know, there's the two-meter thing. So anyway, congratulations. Have a great day. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, I love getting these these voices on air, and you are giving us so much love here on the text lines, Chad Nation. Terry Lynn says, oh my gosh, I've got goosebumps. I'm six years old, getting ready for school. Listen to that Chad flashback. My whole <laughs> life, Bob Layton has been on my radio. Congratulations, and thank you. And that's just one of several texts that are rolling oh. in, people congratulating Bob on an incredible 50-year career. And I'm right there with Terry Lynn. Same thing for me. It takes me right back to my childhood. I mean, it's just been, it's been the voice of Edmonton for so long, and at long last we've convinced Bob to spend a few minutes chatting with us about his remarkable career. First of all, first and foremost, Bob, congratulations. You've been a role model to all of us in the news business in this city. So tip of the hat, 50 years. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. It really is remarkable. Just the most humble response of all time. Of course, we would expect nothing less from you, Bob. (laughs) Bob, we've heard some clips uh, from from way back when. um, You talking about Pierre Trudeau, for example. You know, now, obviously, speaking about his son, Justin Trudeau, what are some of the standout news stories that you've covered in 50 years? Oh, my goodness. The list just goes on and on and on. Uh, I remember uh, in 1973, we were so excited with uh, the story of the Watergate. Right. And, of course, that ended with Nixon uh, resigning. Uh, in 1980, something you'll still hear about, uh, Terry Fox started yep. that run across Canada. Uh, 1987, the stock market crashed, and uh, and it just goes on and on. 1987, Black Friday, the tornado that hit Edmonton, Mm -hmm. and uh, all those people killed. Uh, I was sent out to the Evergreen Mobile Home Park, and uh, for the first time in my life, I saw a shipment of body bags, and uh, and that was that was hard. You know, to look at something like that. Uh, 1990, the GST came in. And uh, as you can imagine, we were a little, um, you know, interesting in the way we presented that because Prime Minister Mulroney had increased the size of the Senate to get it through. So that made it pretty interesting. 1995, the Oklahoma City bombing. 108, uh, 168 people, I think, were killed. Uh, but I've, I've enjoyed 50 years, except for one night. There was only one night when I was ticked and I did not want to be on the air. Okay. What night was that? That was Christmas, or I'm sorry, New Year's Eve, 
1999. Oh. Y2K. With all the fuss. I had a gig booked for New Year's Eve. And management came to me and they said, Bob, you know, like all the computers in the world could fail. I didn't believe that. But that's what people were saying. They'd around the world spent millions upgrading their computers. Yep. But, you know, they were used to only using two digits at the end. And now... 2,000, four-digit? Bob, you got to be here. So I had to cancel my booking. Uh, and I come in because they want me to go live at midnight. And by 8 o'clock, of course, we knew from all of the other countries yeah. that it already had midnight that there was no problem. <laughs> so I was ticked. And I wrote an editorial that expressed how ticked I was. <laughs> and then I won an award for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> for you. you know, Bob, you mentioned you had a gig that night. I don't know how many of our listeners know all the side hustles you have yeah. going. I mean, you're a ventriloquist, you're in bands. You're I mean, a writer. You do it all. I, I was brought up in the belief that you could learn to do anything you truly wanted to do. And when I speak at seniors' events, and I've spoken at a lot of them, I, I remind them that as a senior, I became a certified auctioneer. And, uh, you know, and also got involved in ventriloquism. And uh, I actually went and I took lessons from Jeff Dunham and, uh, you know, to learn how to do it and how not to do it. I took lessons with Terry Fader. And uh, I still believe it. If you want to learn how to do something, you can learn how to do it. Amazing. Wow, what a great message. 50 and years in, in radio. How has it changed? I mean, it, it, with just the technology yeah. alone, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like you've had a new job every few years. Well, and it is, because I remember the day in the 80s when the engineers came into the newsroom and they started taking away the typewriters. <laughs> and, of course, in those days, manual typewriters, two pieces of canary yellow paper with uh, carbon paper in yeah. between, and they're taking them away. And we said, what, what are you guys doing? And they said, hey, you're getting something better. And we all cheered. Yes, we're getting electric typewriters. It's going to be great. But it wasn't electric typewriters. It was computers. And some of us had never touched computers. And we lost some good people who just could not get into the idea of reading from a screen instead of having a piece of paper in your hand. And, and uh, it, was, it was a really steep learning curve for all of us. And then cell phones. Cell phones. Uh, yes, yeah. You know, when I speak at a, at a kindergarten class or an elementary school class, and I tell them that when I was their age, cell phones had not been invented yet, <laughs> they can hardly believe that. So I, I top that by saying, and credit cards hadn't even been invented yet. <laughs> and I was at one school, and this little girl put up her hand, and she said, Mr. Layton, if there were no credit cards, how did you buy food? Oh. oh my She'd God. never seen her mother use money. Could you believe that? Well, you know, it, it's true. It's true. It, yeah. Things have changed so much. And Bob, mentioning you, you know, speaking to classes and being so involved in the community, and we know the proceeds from your book, Welcome to Radio, Go Towards Santa's Anonymous. I mean, you're just such a generous and obviously very humble man. What makes you love being in Edmonton so long? What's been so, so great about being in Edmonton for 50 years? Well, it's been so good to me, and you have to give back. Mm -hmm. And, and I think what it was like when I first moved here, uh, there was no West Edmonton Mall. 
uh, Chad broadcast there from the for the grand opening, and we couldn't even do the first hour because our signal would not come out of there. There was too much cement and steel, and they had to move us down. I think it was close to the water park, so we could get a signal out. There was no LRT, uh, no Rogers Place, and so it's been something watching the city grow. You know, when you take a look at it, Bob. 50 years is that i mean when you got into this business starting out i think we all it's just sort of you you hang on as long as you Mm -hmm. can after a while you start looking down the road 50 years though you could not possibly have predicted you'd still be doing it after 50 years and i could never have predicted that i'd be telling people to wash their hands (laughs) (laughs) but no i i just i just never thought of it there were opportunities to leave ched yes and uh, and go to other stations but uh it was too far from family right and uh, you know you had to stay here and then the station would change the music would change uh, when it changed from one type of music to another sometimes a, a disc jockey would say i can't stand this i'm not playing this and he would leave and then we played disco for a while and then you know <laughs> the british invasion and you know everything that happened it, and you had to keep changing with it now i've had people ask me where did you get that style from? Yeah, yeah. Well, that style came when I had just come to Chet. It was, uh, I don't know, 71, 72. And uh, Jerry Forbes did not want Chad News to sound like every other station, which to us sounded boring. And uh, we had a program director, Keith James Sr., and they brought in a consultant known as the News Doctor. His name was J. Paul Huddleston, and he was from KCBQ in San Diego. And I really loved the KCBQ headlines because they'd start with, here is a Q-tip. And he came in, we had to give up our Saturdays for a month. And he came in every Saturday and uh, would teach us how not to sound boring. And so he would start, I was, was one Saturday, uh, I was to read the 10 o'clock news. And about 9.30, he says, okay, you've got it all written, let me see it. He showed me some writing things to shorten it up. He says, now I want you to sing it. Just make up a tune and sing it at the top of your voice. I well, man, I feel stupid, and everybody else in the room is feeling stupid, but we sang at the top of our voice. He said, that was good. Now sing it like the Beach Boys. So we sing it in falsetto. He said, now sing it like a monk. And we're down here, and this has happened. And we get, now it's two minutes to news time, and he says, okay, get up to that mic, start panting like a dog. <laughs> I, what the heck are we doing? And now he's got his hands on my shoulders, he's rubbing my back, and, uh, and he says, okay, you're getting ready, you're getting ready. Uh, the news comes on and he says, go, go, go. And I took off into that newscast. I had more of a range than I'd ever had before because of course I had just sung this yeah, newscast. Yeah. So there were highs, there were lows, <laughs> uh, there were breaks in it that I hadn't done before. I learned the value of a pregnant pause yeah. and, uh, and came out of that newscast feeling a little bit exhausted. The newsroom door opened and Jerry Forbes walked in clapping his hands. Really? I mean, it's obviously worked for you, Bob. So that's the kind of support that we had. 
Well, you know what, Bob? Uh, we could chat all day, and uh, and we often do, and, and I love it when we do. As I said, you're, you've are you been a role model for so many of us in this business for so long. Uh, we can't thank you enough for what you've done, and hope you do it for many more years, sir. Well, I'm thinking another 50. Okay. Uh, but right. uh, my wife, Marg, says uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask the boss first. So we're discussing. Bob, congratulations. What an incredible career. Yeah, all the best. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you. We're lucky to have him, of course, right here. Oh, aren't we, though? Yeah. He mentioned Keith James Sr. Um, Keith James Jr. is another name that Edmontonians will know. He was a fixture on Edmonton Radio for a long time. He worked with Bob back uh, during the heyday of the top 40 mm-hmm. days. Happy anniversary, Bob. Of course, uh, I know all about your sordid past. Uh, don't worry, I won't spill the beans. I mean, I'm surprised that you got me to uh, share with you some of my more embarrassing moments with uh, the, your book. Uh, <laughs> how's that going, by the way? 50 years? Woo! All the best, Bob. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.